Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah lahu la sharika lahu wa ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem ബിസ്മില്ലാഹിറഹ്മാനിറഹീമുലമീൻമാലിക്കോമിദ്ദീൻ ഹനസ്തീനസ്വരാത്മുസ്തീമസ്വരാത്തീനൂബലൈം رمضان مبارک اپنے آخری مراحل میں داخل ہو رہا ہے حضور سیز دی ہولی منتھ آف رمضان از اینٹرنگ اٹس فائنل اسٹیجز اینڈ فرام ٹو نائٹ دیٹ فائنل ٹین ڈے پیریڈ ول اسٹارٹ ان وچ سچ بلیسڈ مومنٹس آلسو کم when with the grace of allah the divine acceptance by itself descends from heaven and excites the prayers from the heart and such a night is also going to come which is called lailatul qadr about which the holy quran says it is a night better all nights of one's life if one is granted the blessings of that night then man's life gains magnificence so these are the days which are days of special prayers and of special effort these are the nights which were brought to life by his holiness muhammad mustafa may peace and blessings of allah be upon him in such a way and were made so illuminated that their brightness used to be more than the brightness of the days hazrat aisha siddiqa tells us that the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him who was always active in worship during these nights it looked as though he had girded his loin and had become so alert and ready as if he had forgotten rest we learn from the holy quran that on occasions allah himself advised the holy may peace and blessings of allah be upon him of ease and said you must not struggle so hard you should relax it a little so these are the 10 days which are going to bring many blessings it is our prayer that allah may grant the blessings of these 10 days to as many people as possible and may he enable us that we should be worthy of these blessings in his sight there are many weak people who wake up during these 10 days who had been asleep in ignorance throughout the year we should pray for them also that their eye should open in such a light that they should then develop luck for good and beside compulsion they should not be the ones who close their eyes there are such people also who are frightened of these 10 days and fear that maybe we have not done our duty as we ought to have done there are some who cannot fast 
because of the weakness. And they think that the whole creation of Allah is enjoying His mercy and we have been deprived of it. Although for them there is a glad tiding in the Holy Quran that there is no blame on you. You have done nothing wrong. Allah will forgive you. But how can you remedy the hearts that they consider themselves deprived and burn in their deprivation? We should pray for them also that Allah may provide means to console them and may change their deprivations into bounties and hear their prayers in whatever situation they may be. There must be some who cannot get up and cannot stand for worship. There are some who are such, and there will be, who cannot even sit and lay helplessly in their beds. There must also be some who cannot even change their sides. There must also be some who cannot even move their lips. So we should remember all these helpless people in our prayers. May Allah glance of mercy on their constraints and their helplessness and should excite such prayers from their hearts which I have mentioned because often Allah's acceptance descends from the heavens to earth and lifts the prayers from the hearts and take them to the divine throne. During this special period of ten days it is a coincidence or the decree of Allah that that subject is also entering its final stages which I have been discussing about the chapter Aliha and the two things have coincided. So in today's sermon I want to remind the Jamaat of this although I have already reminded them before but here I want to remind them in somewhat more detail that when we say then what is it that we ask and what is it that we ought to ask? It is a prayer, but the prayer is like a con which we have to fill with our feelings and with our longings. And by putting our thoughts in this container, we have to translate those thoughts into prayer. In this regard, it should be remembered that when we say this prayer, it has two sides. One side is towards the earlier part and the other is towards the latter part. With respect to the first part we pray that O Lord whose magnificence is made clear to us by the chapter Al-Fatiha which has dazzled us and has excited a spark of intense love within us. We want to worship you and we want to worship you alone. But this is not possible without your help. So, we seek help from you alone, that we should worship as worship ought to be done, and to receive all the blessings of worship, we seek your help alone. This side is towards the earlier part. It is the miracle of chapter Al-Fatiha that it has placed this prayer in the middle and it equally to both sides. For the latter part, the meaning of this prayer is that, O Allah, we worship you and from you alone do we seek help in this matter. That, that guide us on the right path because it is not possible to walk on that path without your help. When we will study this subject from this angle, this fact will become clearer to us that without the of this prayer, it is not within man's power to walk on sirate mustaqim, the right path. So what is this supplication that we make? From this angle, I want to explain a few further things in the light of the study of the Holy Quran. It is very easy to say we are asking for blessings. What difficulty can there be? But the difficult thing is that it is not the blessings which, which are being asked but it is the path which is being sought 
of those who deserve blessings. Therefore, you should remove this misunderstanding from your heart, that as though the prayer is that, O oh Allah, put all the blessings in our lap. It is the same as one were to pray that, O oh God, I will sit idly by. Please put all kinds of fruit in my lap. This is a very easy prayer. But that which has been taught means that, O oh God, I want fruit, but in the way your hard-working servants obtained fruit. I want fruit in the way the gardener worked hard for a long time. He sowed the seed in the ground. He weeded the ground. He made the ground soft and fulfilled all requirements. When there was a need to get up at night, he was up. When he had to go to guard the plants in the scorching sun, he went and protected them. When there was the need to water it, he fed it with water. In short, he continued to work hard for a long time. He protected it from all kinds of animals, protected it from all kinds of thieves. He looked after them like his own children, till those trees matured under your shelter. And then all this time he continued to pray to you that, O oh God, please protect this tree from the natural calamities also. Although I did make effort, but it is your job to make it bear fruit. Please make these trees to bear fruit. His prayer were then granted, and those trees bore fruit in abundance. So, O oh God, please show me the path of those farmers and enable me to walk on the path of those farmers. Now, if you were to spread this prayer over the whole subject of farming, you will realize that you are praying for much toil. You will be amazed to realize what you have asked through your gentle words. That line in Persian fits this situation. That, O oh, the cup-bearer, circulate the cup of wine and take it to the hands of the drinkers of the wine. Why was this needed? It was because in the beginning we thought that loving is easy. We had considered passionate love a lively. We had thought that we will fall in love and enjoy it. Now that we have fallen in love, we have been overtaken by misery. It is only now that we have understood what passionate love is, what are its requisites. So it is easy to say this prayer. But when you will try to walk on these paths and will understand fully the meaning of this prayer, it is only then that you will know as to what it is that you have asked. But this beloved is not like the worldly loves. This real beloved is altogether different from the figurative beloved. They do not help their lovers, but this beloved is eager at the moment to help his lovers. He listens to the shouts of their hearts and always keeps on the lookout as to when my lover should call me for help, so that I should run to him. When he asks about him, he replies, O my anxious and restless worshipper, O my seeker, I am close to you. This is such a beloved who shows kindness and favor to his seeker far more than a mother to her child. So, whereas this path is difficult, it becomes easy. If we try to make it easy with the help of the prayers, and if we develop a relationship with Allah, which is the relationship of love, affection, and of passionate love. After this explanation, I want to put before you some examples in the light of the statements of the Holy Quran. 
in various places in the Holy Quran it talks of the Mun'im Alehim group and has also mentioned those people who are either Maghdub incurring Allah's displeasure or are Dualin who have gone astray. To explain this matter it is generally said that when you reflect over maghdub alayhim you should think that it is the Jews who are being mentioned here. And when you consider Dualin you should bring to your mind the history of Christianity. But it is not as simple and as easy. This way suddenly to declare an entire nation as maghdub is not right. And to declare a nation as a whole to be Dualin is also not right because it will come in conflict with some statements of the Holy Quran. It will clash with them because this is the very book in which much praise has been given Jews and they have been declared the pious people of God. This is the book which has praised the Christians a great deal and calls them hermits and devout worshippers of God. Such worshippers who renounce the world and withdraw from it and pass their life in worship of God. So to understand the meaning of a book in such a way that it clashes with other meanings of this book cannot be right. So when we say that save us from the path of maghdube alayhim, of those who incurred your displeasure, then we think of the Jews in the sense that there are many among the Jews who right from the beginning of their history made such mistakes which made them the target of the wrath of Allah as well as the target of the wrath of the world. So it is not the prayer that save us from the path of the Jews but it is a prayer that save us from the path of those who repeatedly stumbled and made mistakes who were made a target of the wrath of Allah and the wrath of the people. So it is a prayer that save us from the path of those unbecoming things which result into the displeasure of Allah. Similarly, it is a prayer that save us from the errors and stumbles which the Christians had suffered and took a humble servant of God as the son of God. But among them are many pious people. According to the statement of the Holy Quran, there are such pious people among them that when they remember Allah, their eyes become wet with tears. Their hearts are tender. They wake up and spend their nights weeping and bowing before Allah. Such groups are among the Jews as well as among the Christians. Therefore, we have not been given the teaching of hatred against any nation, but we have been given teaching to hate some ills and its examples have been put before us to make the matter easy for us to understand. Another reason to take this prayer in a wider connotation is this, that we learn from the Holy Quran that Allah has revealed His message to prophets raised throughout the world and sent people to give glad tidings and sent the warners. Nations also treated them in such a way that some deserved blessings and some turned maghdub and some were declared Dualin. So if you will limit this prayer to the Jews and the Christians, then where would those idolaters be included who opposed His Holiness Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, the most? About whom Allah said that the idolatry is most unpious. I will forgive everything else, but will not forgive idolatry. And how would those nations be accounted who are in India, China, Japan or in other countries and are involved either in idolatry and have been involved in idolatry or were involved in many other kinds of sins which caused them to be a target of the wrath of Allah or of the people? Then where would those nations be included? who were born in various regions of the new world or the old world and were Dualin in the sight of Allah. So you must not consider this subject in its limited sense. 
but you should consider it with its wider meaning. And throughout the world, each of those nations who because of some errors were maghdub in the sight of Allah, you should pray to be saved from their path. And each of those nations who were misled, they continue to do some good deeds, continue to suffer some ills, and thus mixed up the good with bad. And this way Allah declared them to have gone astray. Whether it was a nation of the East or a nation of the West, whether it was outside Islam or was among the Muslims, we have been taught prayers that we should be saved from the path of each of them. So among the Muslims also, if there are some people who should do such deeds which make them maghdub, then the prayer of applies to them also and includes them also in its circle and reminds us save us from their path also. Similarly, the circle of an'amta alayhim is also very vast. Therefore, as I reminded the Jamaat, they should find out the definition of an'amta alayhim from the study of the Holy Quran to know who are the people who are among the an'amta alayhim group. They should study more about them and it is then that as they will pray, they will know what they are asking. They will not pray with their oust, but will pray with full understanding and will pray after understanding its responsibilities and then their heart will tell them whether they are true in their prayers or not, whether they are truly praying with full sincerity and from the depth of their heart or paying lip service to it and their words have no reality. Now you tell me, is this prayer an easy prayer that, O oh Allah, guide us on the path on which people are stoned? O oh Allah, guide us on the paths on which people are hurled filthy abuse. O oh Allah, guide us on the path on which people are turned out of their homes without any crime. They are killed. Guide us on the path of those before whose eyes their children are slaughtered, their mothers are slaughtered and are disgraced and insulted, who are made a target of all kinds of blames and taunts and ridicule, where the life is made a torment. Can one say this prayer with intelligence and with his eyes open? But when we reflect on the history of An'amta alayhim, we see that those who have followed the path for which we are praying, were made to pass through such suffering. They were turned out of their homes. They were put to death without any crime. Their homes were looted and they were a target of all kinds of abuse. They were hated throughout their lives. They were despised and declared misguided people. When their lowly people saw them walking on the paths of blessings of Allah, they used to give insulting remarks and used to look down upon them and used to eye each other, laugh and say, have a look, these are the misguided people. These are the wretched people who have no guidance. They were made targets of such extremities. And when we study the Holy Quran, Allah says that they are my beloved people. They are the people who have been granted my blessings. So when we pray that, O oh Allah, guide us on the path of those on whom you bestowed your blessings, then all these prayers are included in it. All these are our desires for which we are supplicating. Similarly, as a result of walking on this path, many responsibilities are going to be on us. We supplicate to God, that please show us our altars, show us the places where we will give our sacrifices for you. We ask Allah through this prayer that please take all our property from us and take our life and settle this bargain with us that there is nothing which is ours. 
everything belongs to you. And in exchange for this, give us glad tiding of a paradise which will be granted to us. Give us this promise that as we will leave this world, we will be entered into your everlasting eyes. Thus, we are praying to give up what we possess and what is not in our possessions and what is in the eyes of the world an imaginary promise, we are supplicating to attain it. That is the reason that people call them fools. They say they are mad. They don't even know that the present life is be-all and end-all. As soon as you close your eyes, everything ends. They laugh and mock that these mad people claim to be people of Allah and claim to be intelligent, but they are Safaha, fools. But these pious people of Allah hear this voice of Allah. Beware, you must not feel depressed because of their taunts. You must not lose hope because of their taunts. We tell you that beware, these are the people who are fools. You are not fools. You possess intelligence. You have done right bargains. So these are the prayers that we ask. We ask for the chains. We pray for imprisonment. We pray that all our life should pass in restrictions. We pray that put us in that prison which has been mentioned for true Prophet Muhammad Mustafa. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him in these words. That the world is a prison for the faithful in which he enters. He has freedom for nothing. You must not do this, you must not do that. When he goes to bed, he goes with restrictions. When he wakes up, he opens his eyes in restrictions. Whatever step he takes, he whether it is a step of Allah's displeasure, and wonders what kind of a step I should take so that remaining bound by the chains of Allah, I should gradually tread those paths on which these chains allow me to tread. So the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has made the matter short for us and said that, yes, you should now say this prayer that, O God, make us a prisoner of life, make such a prisoner as though whose all freedoms have been snatched. So this is the prayer that you say. And in your simplicity, you say this prayer in each standing posture of your five daily prayers. And then on top of it, some other simple people who show love and affection for God, they add nawafil, optional extra prayers to it. They wake up at night. They are not satisfied with the prayers during the day. They say, we have not yet asked enough difficult. O oh Allah, we now ask for more problems. Whatever else remains, send on us that also. They say, O oh Allah, do not include us among those who think, as it says on, that just to believe is enough. And after that, they will face no more trials. Include us among those who believe despite knowing that it is a path of trials. And they entered the faith praying that, O oh Allah, put those trials on us, but have this mercy that you will help us to remain steadfast in those trials. Pass us through these trials alive and unharmed. And then we should come out of this period of trial inheriting your blessings. Now you see how much need there was of Right at the start, it was necessary to supplicate to God that we worship you alone and do not worship anyone else. We want to worship you and we don't want to worship anyone else. But, O oh God, it is a most difficult path. Without your help, we cannot even say the prayers which you are teaching us. And we are about to repeat. So this aspect of 
is linked to Sirate Mustaqim. And it will mean that enable us to say this prayer, to say it sincerely. It is a fact that when you repeat this whole subject in the light of the Holy Quran, then this prayer continuously becomes more difficult. Many stages come when man's heart trembles and is frightened, and he does not have the courage to say this prayer with all its detail. The detail Holy Quran has disclosed to us in the history of those people who say this prayer. They don't have the courage to say this prayer in view of that detail. Therefore, it is most essential to say Iyaka Nastayin, that we should ask for help, that teach us that much of this prayer, enable us to say that much of this prayer, which should continue to become easy with your help, and should rise naturally and truthfully from the heart, and not be uttered with affectation of our lips. In this connection, I had thought to present a few selected statements from throughout the Holy Quran by linking them to this prayer. But when I started from chapter Al-Baqarah, this subject expanded so much that it was impossible to cover it fully in one, two, three, four, five, or even ten sermons. So I took a few examples from chapter Al-Baqarah to explain to you that when you will study the Holy Quran, you should link it with this prayer. Each time you should reflect that this is the prayer which I ask, and I'll be asking for this in future also. Then I selected a few portions from here and there from the Holy Quran so that I should explain the meaning of that prayer which we repeat many times daily, and many of us do not even know what we are praying for. So whatever you should now ask, you should ask with intelligence. You should ask after understanding what you are asking. Then you should have a hope from the grace of Allah and seek His mercy that may He make these difficulties easy for us, which we are asking Allah with clear knowledge. Even in minor contracts which you make for the worldly matters, you seek the help of a qualified lawyer. You seek his help so that you are not deceived, and such a matter may not be included in your contract which you may not be able to fulfill. But that agreement, the agreement of the Holy Quran, which is declared Misaq, a binding covenant, you should at least know beforehand as to what you are signing. But since the worldly people do not forgive your mistakes, and take account of each drop of blood. Therefore, when a man makes a mistake in the worldly agreements, he continues to suffer its harm throughout his life. But this covenant is being made with such an existence who is infinitely forgiving and merciful, who promises forgiveness at each and every step, and takes account in way. He says, yes, I'll forgive this, I'll forgive this also, I'll forgive this also, and I'll forgive this also, till his system of forgiveness prevails over his system of taking account, and his mercy covers the slip-ups of each man. If nothing else, just this subject is a means of satisfaction for man, that our God is such a God, that if he wills, he can forgive even whose works were not all good but they continued to mix their good deeds with their bad deeds. And they were never given the ability to repent, that at any point in their life they could say that now we have shaken off our ills and have entered our good deeds. Throughout their life they continued to remain mixed up in good and bad deeds, and they tried to drag themselves to advance to the nearness of Allah. For them is, if I will, I'll catch them and punish them of their ills, and if I will, I'll forgive them, and there are many who I forgive. A man uses this as a support, that though we have signed this binding covenant, but now we will seek Allah's help to fulfill the conditions of this covenant, and if we cannot become like those who are the leading group, the foremost group among them, we will get 
that, O God, please include us among the lower levels who did not honestly act according to their covenant throughout their life, but at least they had the desire to act upon it. There was some wish in their heart. There was some restlessness. When they committed some sins, they used to become restless. After committing their sins, they did not remain satisfied, but led their life in an agitated state. So, O Allah, at least include us among them. And if he cannot accompany the leaders of the caravan, include us at least among those who are at the back of the caravan, right at the tail end of the caravan. But the path must be the same of an Amta Alahim group on whom you bestowed your blessings. Please do not let us follow the path of Maghdub. Now I will present before you this subject in the written form, changing in the form of prayer the incidents mentioned in the Holy Quran. This subject has not been presented in the verses of the Holy Quran as prayers, but by taking the incidents from the Holy Quran and keeping before me the admonition of the Holy Quran, and by keeping before me the commandments and prohibitions of the Holy Quran, put a few examples before you that when you say that who are those people who have deserved your blessings whose path we pray to walk on as though we pray that O Allah guide us on the path of those on whom you bestowed your blessings who believe in the unseen observe prayer and whatever you have granted them, they continue to spend in your path. And they believe the revealed teaching of Hazrat Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, and all the teachings revealed in the past. And they have firm faith on the promised glad tidings for the future. And, O oh Allah, guide us on the path of those who attain their objectives. And, O oh Allah, Guide us on the path of those who acknowledge you as their Lord and the Lord of those who had passed before. And they walked on the path of taqwa, righteousness. O Allah, show us the path of those who you have given glad tidings of everlasting paradise served with streams. O Allah, show us the path of those who avoid the fruit of each of those trees whose eating you have forbidden. And we do not extend our hand towards the fruit you have forbidden. O Allah, show us the path of those who always talk of your blessings and whatever covenant they have made with you, they firmly adhere to it. Guide us on the path of those who believe in every teaching which supports this teaching which has been revealed in this Quran and they do not sell your verses for minor advantages, and they fear you alone, and they have pure hearts free of all adulteration of falsehood, who observe prayer and give zakah, and together with those who bow to you, they bow at each point of submission. Show us the path of those who, with patience and prayer, seek your help, and are meek and humble before you. And to be meek and humble before you is not a burden to them. Those who have a hope that they will certainly meet their Lord, and eventually they will return to Him. O Allah, bestow on us those blessings also which you had bestowed on the religious communities before us, and grant us your graces through which you had given superiority to those communities over all other world, and make us one of those fortunate ones who revive the examples of those who, chanting the songs of your blessings, had exalted your remembrance. Guide us on the path of those who fear the day of accounting, when no soul will help another soul, and no intercession for anyone's behalf will be accepted from it, and it will receive no help for any of its crimes. Guide us on the path of those whose failings you had forgiven 
and under the gratitude of your pardon they become your most grateful people guide us on the path of those when they were given the book and the distinctive signs they availed the most from them o allah guide us on the path of those whose failings you had forgiven and guide us on the path of those kind people whom you enabled to be kind and you further increase their magnificence and their kindness and guide us on the path of those who believe truly in you and on the day of judgment and did good works who have given a surety of a sure reward and gave this message of peace that no fear will overwhelm you you will not be made to suffer long periods of grief o allah guide us on the path of those who made this covenant with you that they will worship none beside you and will treat kindly their parents their relations the orphans and the poor they will talk to people in gentle tone and will convey good words to them and similarly they made a covenant to establish your worship and to spend in your way and then faithfully they remained firm on these covenants now you see that these are the few of the many qualities which have been mentioned of those servants of god who fulfill their covenant which they had made with god they walk on sirat-e-mustaqim the right path and are included among those on whom allah bestowed his blessings there are many ordinary things in life in which most of us stumble and are not able to act on these ordinary and generally well known things so if while praying we reflect in each salah prayer that this is the prayer we make and type of works we do the path of prayer is one direction but the path on which we walk is entirely different then at once man's heart will tremble if one asks a man something but his heart desires another thing then this also is hypocrisy but if one wants one thing from allah but his intentions are to do something entirely different then this is a very fearful state how many among us there are who try to do their duty of worship and treat kindly their parents their relations orphans and the poor i continue to receive these complaints daily that there are some men who are not kind to their children in their homes they treat them harshly they treat them cruelly they show miserliness and let them suffer difficult there are such wives who weep bitterly write letters to me that my husband does not let me see a penny he may bring some shopping but then keeps account of each and everything my life has become unbearable he is not kind to the children he has discarded the children as though they are lifeless things and have no feelings there may be some exaggeration in this but who know the societies in the world they know that each society has such cruelties it is possible that the wife who has written these things is wrong but there are many others who do not write to me yet they may suffer these things so there is many kind of misery which is put on men so there is many kind of misery which is put on man as a result of our misdeeds in our day to day life and make some people's life unbearable caused by men as well as women by daughters in law by mother by fathers and by children so you see that this prayer which allah has taught us with the meaning that he mentioned his servants and said that those who walk on the path on which they are bestowed with blessings are these kinds of people when we say o allah include us among those who walk on the path on which they are bestowed with blessings then in fact this is which we say that o allah 
make us such that we should do our duty to our parents and should receive their prayers and should treat all our relations kindly and should look after the orphans, should show kindness to the poor and should talk gently to all your people. There should be magnificence in our talk. There should be no unpleasant words in our talk. Those who do not speak gently to one another in their homes, it is less expected of them that they will talk gently in the world outside. But there are such cruel people also who are gentle with friends but harsh with their families, whereas the subject starts with a mention of parents and near relations. Such a gentleness which is for friends and not for the members of the household is not included anywhere in the mention of the people under Allah has mentioned piety according to their level. So when we say then we should keep our glance on these small matters. If you will not keep your glance on these matters, then neither can you do your duty in respect of major things, nor can you have the courage to ask for major things. And whenever you will reflect on these meanings and search your heart, you will find that your prayer lacks power to bear those meanings. It trembles as a man trembles when he wants to lift an extremely heavy load. So this prayer in itself is very heavy if we reflect. If he were to bear this prayer, then as a result of it, whatever responsibilities are connected, Allah will bear all those responsibilities. This is the firm faith which should be in the heart of a believer. And without that faith, one cannot have the strength to say this prayer. So we pray that similarly, all those who resolved to establish your worship and to spend in your way and then faithfully fulfilled those resolves, guide us to their path. O Allah, show us the path of those who are not aware of this fact, that you alone are the master of heavens and the earth, and beside you no friend and helper can be of any use to them. Show us the path of those whose qibla, direction of worship, has always been you alone. With their presence before you, they always continue to impart a new magnificence to the person. That is, those whose reward is with you, and with the blessing of their relationship with you, they were delivered of all other fears and grief. Show us the path of those who, no matter which path they walked on, kept you in view. You who are the master of all dimensions, who has knowledge of everything, whatever is in the heavens and whatever is in the earth belongs only to Him, and everything submits to Him alone. He who brought heavens and earth into existence, and whenever He wills a thing to be, all He says is, Be, and it certainly comes into existence. So, O Allah, guide us with this faith on those paths that we seek help from a God with all these powers. Then include us among those who recite your holy book as it ought to be recited. That is, they find time during day and night, and then reciting your book with and understanding, they try to grasp its meanings and try to dive into its meaning and try to understand them and at all times continue to test themselves on the touchstone of your book. This is the subject of reciting as it ought to be recited. And we pray for this also. Then we pray that like Hazrat Abraham wasalam, show us our altars. Do put us in trials but with this condition that you should also enable us to fulfill those trials and include us among those people who right to their last breath remained altogether resigned to you. They remain willingly resigned to your will. They present themselves to you 
and then do not take their person back from you. And at the point of death, they admonish their children that you should remain firm on your belief with your Allah and should continue your relationship with Allah and should never break this relationship. Because as a result of breaking this relationship, you will be ruined for good. So with fidelity, you must remain firm on the faith in unity of Allah and must guard your relationship with one and only God. Guide us on the path of those people who make this solemn promise before you that whatever prophets you raised in the world, we have believed in them. Enable us not to make such a differentiation between one prophet and another prophet, as a result of which we should regard one prophet's revelation necessary to be acted upon, and do not consider some other prophet's revelations necessary to be acted upon, but must believe that your words, whether revealed to a man at a higher station or at a lower station, they are your words. And from this point of view, every revelation, no matter on which person in the world it has descended, it is worthy to be honored. Then we pray that, O oh Allah, make us that is such an ummah of which you had glad tidings to Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that it is Ummah which follows the middle path. It is free of excess and deficiency. It is an Ummah which walks on the middle way. O Allah, make us a guard for all the world, so that we guard and protect the moral values of the world. And, and make your messenger Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah be a guard over us, so that we should discharge our duties in His sight, which you have appointed for us. And with this testimonial that we have received our education from the school of Muhammad Mustafa, a peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and have been given a certificate, we should guard the deeds of the rest of the world and should teach them knowledge and teach them pious deeds. O Allah, enable us to do enable us not only to do good deeds but to excel one another in piety. We should make effort at all times. Guide us on the path of those who continuously do exercise with the aim of advancing ahead and continue to work hard. If any of you are accustomed to take morning work or have had an opportunity to work, uh, you must have seen that athletes are out early in the morning jog. Even during such days when it is extremely cold or in countries such as Pakistan where it can be extremely hot, they take no notice and struggle on so hard. There are wrestlers who work hard in the ring. In short, all these people in the hope that maybe one day we may make a name in our country and in the hope that maybe one day we will make a name for us in the international competitions they struggle all their life. When we then it is this for which we pray that O oh Allah enable us to work hard as a result of which we should excel our brothers in piety. If we will not work hard, then what is the point of saying this prayer? So when you will pray for, you should keep all these scenes in view. When those who take part in athletic competitions are working hard in ways, in various places, any part of day and night, and they spend their whole life in such struggle, and there is a large majority of those whose hopes are not fulfilled. There are very few whose hopes are fulfilled, and they know that we may probably become one out of thousands who will see their hopes realized. Even then, they work hard. So this is the prayer we have been taught, that, O oh Allah, enable us to make such effort also, the fruit of which cannot be obtained by everyone.
but some benefit of that effort does reach everyone. Compared to ordinary people in the world, he continues to become better. So lead us on the path of those who do. Lead us on the path of those who show a response of resigning willingly on perseverance and prayer and on martyrdom. Lead us on the path of those who show patience in trials and in loss and giving all kind of sacrifices before you they submit that we have lost everything but we also belong to God even if we die we will not be losing anything of our own we were from God and are his and we will eventually go to him where all that was ours is going then guide us on the path of those who reflect on the creation of hand earth and ponder over the alternation of the day and night they ponder over the ships that sail in the sea and see the scenes of rain that comes from above and they see the animals roaming about on land enjoying soft grass or they see them flying or running around or swimming in the ocean in search of food and then they ponder over the floating clouds in the air between the earth and the heavens as a result of their pondering over these things they see everything pointing to your existence and they receive this message from everything that they have a lord and master and he is the way towards which every finger is pointing therefore from among all these paths enable us to see the path leading to your proximity make us that your love should prevail over our every other love neither should there be as much love of mother nor of father nor of children nor of wife nor of other friends and relations nor of a beautiful person nor of a beautiful scene nor of any worldly blessing nor of any excellence of knowledge your love should become more intense than any other love o allah give us permitted and wholesome food and guide us on the path of those who could have obtained non permitted food but they did not obtain it and supplicating to you they prayed for extension of permitted food and they remained contented with permitted food only guide us on the path of those who refuse to follow satan guide us on the path of those whenever they call you that oh god where are you then on each call you replied oh my seeker i am close to you i am very close to you oh allah guide us on the path of those who do umrah and manasik e hajj oh allah guide us on the path of those who made the provision of life taqwa righteousness and even if they possess nothing else they stepped ahead on your path that the greatest provision they required for their travel was taqwa therefore they filled their lap with taqwa did not travel empty handed on your path o allah guide us on the path of those that when they see people giving their life in your way they do not call them dead but they have firm faith that they live forever o allah guide us on the path of those who are troubled for your sake their possessions are robbed they are killed fear and starvation are put on them but those travelers path show resignation and saying inna lillahi wa inna ilaihi rajiun 
they continue their journey and you shower your blessings and your graces on them and declare them rightly guided O Allah guide us on the path of those who received wound after wound but despite that they answered each of your call and the call of your messenger despite being of their wounds when your and your messenger's voice reached their ears they answered the call and rushed to him and the lucky ones of them who adorned their deeds in so many ways and adopted your taqwa and deserved great reward in your court these are the incidents which are mentioned in the holy quran they are not made up stories so when we say that o allah guide us on the path of those on whom you bestowed your blessings all these incidents should roll in our mind like a film and the one who studies the holy quran they do roll in his mind not that each time when we say all incidents suddenly roll in the mind but in various states and in various situations there is incident or another which is linked to those states and applies to them in the prayer at the time that incident must rise before our eyes and behind everything there is a history so when it was said that despite suffering wounds they answer your call such an incident did pass at the time of the battle of ohad it is such an incident that you may not find its example in the history when for some the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him did not see his passionate lover companion saad ibn rabi the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him was aware of the condition of his heart he said to someone search for him and find out where he is the man called him out and searched but received no reply finally when he called out that the messenger of calls you overcome by emotion huzur says to zakhmi aur lasho ke dher niche se ek raati awaaz uthi main hazir hu main yahan hu then from underneath a pile of corpses a sobbing voice rose i am here he who did not have the strength to reply but when this voice reached his ear that muhammad the messenger of allah may peace and blessings of allah be upon him and upon his followers searching for you and it is on his command that i have come to find you then god knows from where he gathered that strength and said or labbaik labbaik i am here i am here he said that i want to breathe my last at the feet of the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him please carry me there overcome by emotion huzur says is halat mein usne jaan di اس کا سیر محمد مصطفیٰ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے مقدس قدموں پر پڑا ہوا ہی دس بریت ہز لاسٹ وین ہز ہیڈ لے آن دی ہولی فیٹ آف محمد مصطفیٰ صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وسلم سو دا پاتھ وچ دی ہولی قرآن ڈکلیئرس ٹو بی دا پاتھ آف دوز آن ہوم اللہ بسٹورڈ ہز بلیسنگس are not fictional paths these are connected with historical events the pious people of allah have walked on these paths and the holy quran is illumined with their mention so when we say this prayer then the thoughts should be revived in the mind of such sacrificing people it is the thoughts of those who gave sacrifices which will revive our prayers prayers deprived of hearts will remain deprived with such mention 
the remembrance is brought to life. So with the prayer of the mention of all those pious people should roll in our minds. With that memory, our remembrance of Allah should be refreshed in our heart. It should develop a soul. There should be great stirring of emotion. And linking them to these thoughts, when we will present those prayers to God, they will attain a station of divine acceptance. And some such feelings will be included with them, which Allah can never reject. It is far from His mercy that He should reject the prayers with those moving feelings. This subject is very vast, and although, basing on only a few verses, I had decided to present this subject, linking it with the prayer of Ehdena Siratul Mustaqim before you, but I have covered only a few pages, and I see I have taken much time. Therefore, inshallah, in the next sermon, I will put some prayers before you, which were said by those who walked on these paths, and said these prayers at the time of difficulty, or said them with special feelings. And since it will be Jumatul Vida, the last Friday of Ramadan, these prayers will have a special deep link with that Friday. So, inshallah, this subject will continue in the next sermon. That when we say, O Allah, guide us on the path of those on whom you bestowed your blessings, then what do we ask from God? And with what feelings should we ask it? May Allah enable us to benefit fully from this Ramadan enable the weak among us and enable the strong among us and may he advance each one of us ahead of that station at which he before this Ramadan may Allah make it so Amen Alhamdulillah <laughs> ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يعذه الله فلا مذه ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل واللسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهان الفاشاء والمنكر والباغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم وذوه يستجبكم ولذكر الله يكبركم